just you and I today because Justin decided to ditch us. Uh, welcome all to the fourth official soccer podcast. My name is Bori, and I'm, like I said, I'm joined by Manny. Um, same deal every episode this year. We're going to do rapid, uh, rapid fire ep- um, uh, episode. Uh, we have about seven, well, six topics technically, with one the first being the intro. Uh, I'm excited to get into this, uh, Manny, because um, I see there's a lot of uh, topics that are really hot. I would say for uh, within the last week or so. Uh, and the first one is Bayern. Bayern losing to Bochum. Now, before before we before you even talk about this, Manny, I want to just lay out some facts, okay? This whole thing started with Bayern losing to Leverkusen about over a week ago. Then they lost to Lazio. By the way, Lazio. Lazio. A very bad team, okay? They lost to Lazio, albeit it was in Rome. And now they lost to Bochum, who before this game was about, I think they were about 15th or something. Something really low, basically. Total shambles, man. Please, take it away. What do you have to say about this? about this whole uh, Bundesliga craziness going on? Listen, first of all, I'm glad to be back, you know, and I heard the podcast, and no, I was not hiding or running away from the podcast with Chelsea's troubles last week. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. You you tied finally, and then you came back on. (laughs) But at the same time, but at the same time, I'm actually a little surprised Justin's not on because, you know, Arsenal played at one of the best games I've seen them play this entire season. And obviously the events that we're going to get to later in the episode have really shaken up the Premier League table. So I'm really surprised Justin is not here, but uh, I'll try to do some justice on his behalf. With that being said, Forty, I'm actually surprised you jumped into Bayern. I thought you meant some events uh, from last weekend. I think uh, just as I was, quote-unquote, missing because of Chelsea's uh, I guess, was missing in action. I would say the same thing for a game that happened last weekend. Um, what was it? Oh, that's right. It was the AFCON final. Uh, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. AFCON remind- didn't happen this year. <laughs> remind, me again, remind me again. Let's, let's rewind it. Let's rewind it. See, we got we to tie it all back, Maury. We got to tie it all back. I know you don't I, want to talk about it, hey, but hey. Just, let's just real quick about that. Let's bite the bullet. What happened? What Nigeria happened? Wasn't go- we weren't supposed to go this far. I'll just I'll just tell you that right now. New coach um, started before the tournament. Um, we weren't supposed to go this far. But hey, we hit the finals, and unfortunately, the the home team took it away. I mean, hey, I'm not pissed. Okay, there's another Afcon, by the way. If you all don't know, Afcon didn't happen last year because of the World Cup, so it happened this year instead. And so that means the next one is starting in Morocco. Next, in 2025, which, breaking news, uh, CAF, who's the FA, for, basically, for Africa, yep. and, and uh, FIFA have agreed it's going to be in summer. So everyone got their wish to, to have a tournament in the summer. But anyways, side that's all side notes. Thanks, Manny, for breaking my heart uh, again <laughs> while, while I'm done. Hey, listen, um, <laughs> listen, we just, had to, we just had to do justice here. We, we cover it all, right? And uh, <laughs> we did not meet. We did not meet last. Yeah, some things we don't cover depending on the results. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. All right. That's, well, yeah. I just yeah. wanted to let everyone know. I, I I will say this. Congrats to Nigeria. You're right. I think that 
among all of the teams that were out there, they were not by any means favored to get that far, right? Um, maybe even out of the group stages, when we saw the group stages kind of unfold and we saw a lot of like underdogs, you know, and a lot of big names um, getting knocked out early. So I will say, you know, hey, kudos to you guys. Uh, you guys definitely made it um, further than anyone expected, but um, I think this one was long overdue for Ivory Coast. Um, you know, going back to AFCONs of years past, when when they had, you know, they were star-studded, like a star-studded team, right? Ivory Coast, mm-hmm. and they can never win it, right? Mm-hmm. And for them to do it now, I guess at home, it's it, it's nice to see, right? It's a, you know, I think I I can say I think it sounds like you you aren't um, salty about it, right? You you actually. Like, you know, no, they deserved it. They deserved it, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, okay. I don't know if they hey, I don't know hey, if I, hey. they fully deserve <laughs> it, but but I think I mean it's hard to beat a team who are playing at home. They changed the coach mid mid uh midway of the of the, of the tournament. So they had that new bounce. Um, and they had that home team, the home crowd. Yeah, the home attack. Like it, it was tough. Like I yeah. knew it was gonna be a tough yeah. game, so I'm not surprised. Like I, I mean, yeah, you could say maybe us you know, us going up first uh, should have been, we should have capitalized on that, but you could tell, like, the crowd was just the 12th man on the pitch. It was it was yeah. too much for us, essentially. Uh, well, you are you you are gracious in defeat, Bori, I will say that. And, hey, you always have next year, right? So there you go. Was, in the summer. Yeah. In the summer, as everyone we'll wants. It. We'll get it. Trust me. So, we'll get it. Having said that, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Bayern. Yeah. What is going on? I will say this. I think having been a Chelsea fan with Tuchel at the helm, I can see how things are starting to unravel in a way that is reminiscent of what's ha- what happened at Chelsea when Tuchel started losing control, right? Mm-hmm. So you're right, Bori. I think there is something to it when a coach comes in and kind of changes the culture of everything. Um, there's that new manager bounce, right? That is, that we call it, right? And I feel like Bayern was one of those teams that has always been covered, regardless of who the coach is, has been covered by the players' powers, right? Like, because they are, let's be honest, Bayern are the giants um, in the Bundesliga, and everybody else are just minnows, right? And they keep, <laughs> they just buy all the best players, right? Like we've seen it historically, that's how Bayern operate, right? And so. The coaches haven't had to do much in the past. Like everyone just goes to Bayern and they're pretty much guaranteed uh, first place, right? Yeah. A trophy. But recently, in the last few years, that's changed with the likes of Dortmund, with the likes of uh, Bayern Leverkusen that we're seeing. You know, these teams are starting to, I think, even out the playing field. And a lot of that also happens with what's going on at Bayern, which is a change in management. So it starts at the top. We saw what happened that last year um, on the last game, right? It came down to like Dortmund and Bayern, right? You remember that? It was like Mm -hmm. whoever won would win out. And what happened as soon as the game was over, they fired pretty much everyone at the top, right? Mm -hmm. Like out of nowhere. I think we're starting to see the ripple effects of what happens in upper management when all of a sudden you make these decisions on a whim, right? And you don't continue to build on that. 
And I think they try to cover that up with Harry Kane, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. like a big signing like Harry Kane. Well, but but then Eric Dyer, too. They (laughs) Listen, that's what I said. Things are starting to unravel, right? So you start off with Harry Kane because you want to get the fans and everyone on your side. So you sign a big player name, right? And you're like, great. And uh, no offense to Kane. Kane's actually been playing really well for for Bayern. He's he's adapted pretty well. but at the same time, you have the pressures that you have ought to automatically be competing in every single competition all the time. And we're getting to that part of the season where it's crunch time, right? Where all the, all the fixtures are starting to get congested. So you have the Pokal, you have the DFB Pokal, you have the Champions League, you have the Bundesliga games, right? So you're having all these competitions going on at the same time. And one thing that Tuchel doesn't do very well is rotate. And that's what I've seen recently in Bayern is he will play a same system over and over and over, but he will expect different results, right? And we call that, what's the saying? Um, Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is called insanity. And that's what's (laughs) happening right now. All right. So... I think right now what we're seeing is that tr- that period where things are starting to unfold. Yes, they got some a few injuries as well, um, a key injuries, but they they shouldn't be struggling against Bokum, who was actually I just checked you, you were right. I think they were like in uh, 14th place before they played this game, right? And um, mm-hmm. and now you know they made it up to like quote unquote mid table because mm-hmm. of this win. But more importantly, the long run is. Bayern, do they have the ability to overcome what is going on? Because they're down in Champions League. They've certainly far behind in the Bundesliga with Bayern Leverkusen, who hasn't lost a single game. I think they've only drawn like two or three games the entire season. Xavi Alonso is doing wonders with that squad, right? Um, So now I think it's to the point where they have to choose. It's going to get to the point pretty soon where they choose what do they want to prioritize. Is the Champions League glory? Or is it Bundesliga? I, I don't know. If they, I I think yeah, it, it's a tough one. I I think I think they have to they have to prioritize just winning every game now or winning the games, right? Because um, I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to the Champions League. Or maybe it will be like a, an Afcon situation where Ivory Coast was beaten down and and they became winners, right? Like I I don't know, but I think the wait coach wait. Will have to what I'm hearing that. is what I'm hearing is they're going to fire two goals. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was like. Wait, wait, wait. I've heard this before. They, they will have to change that. But no, real quick though. So, so before let's before moving on to the next topic, I just want to hit this point. Leverkusen are eight points uh, ahead of Bayern. Yep. Uh, they've still not lost a game this season. Um, in at least in the in the Bundesliga. Do you think they have a chance? Knowing, knowing. Okay, so we have about twelve more games left in the Bundesliga. Do you think they have a chance? And and knowing that Bayern has had this, not maybe this crazy type of situation, but last season it basically was not in their hands, and and they they got it done. I think they do. I, I think Bayern actually ends up upsetting, and and here's the reason why. Oh. Every every year, like I said, for the past few seasons. We've seen Bayern get close, like that that gap at the top get smaller and smaller. Last year, it came down to the very last game of the season, right? 
like it literally came down to like the last what was it like 10 minutes of the game yeah, that yeah, Byron was playing like in right something mm-hmm. crazy like that I think this is Byron Leverkusen is so far ahead they're playing so well they're probably you know the fact that they've gotten this far uh it's like they're playing with house money at this point right you know what I mean Whereas right. like the pressure keeps mounting every single week that goes by on Bayern. And now that, like you said, they lost to Lazio and I saw that game. Um, you know, they had opportunities to put away Lazio, like in the first like 25 minutes, I think it was, they had right. clear opportunities and they didn't take advantage of that. And, you know, and then they, the penalty, then it, got his first red card swing. First one. Yeah. 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 You know, which was, a legit red card. I hear, I've been hearing things from people yeah, that mean, are like, yeah. hey, it yeah. wasn't a red or, you know. No, it wasn't no. red. It wasn't no, red. it was definitely it was a red. red. So, both, they got it both right. times were reds, actually. Uh, with the two, well, I think it was, I think the first one was, a, a was two yellows, right? Two yellows. Honestly, yeah, that last year one seemed more of a red, straight red, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say they would have probably upgraded it anyways after they saw the replay. So, um, I think at this point, they probably are going to have that to make that decision pretty soon of like, what are the competitions that we need to prioritize? I think without a shadow of a doubt, maybe Bundesliga might be out of their hands already. You know, like you said, they can't, they can't do Champions League and they're out. I'm pretty sure they're out in the, here's the thing. I will say this. They went down. They're only down one. Right. And remember like the way goals rule doesn't count anymore. Okay, Sure. They go past Lazio, which I actually think is very possible because I think Lazio is going to melt uh, in two weeks or whatever. I'm just, I just, they face a Real Madrid, they face an Inter Milan. Like, they, you can't play the way you're playing right now, and they're gonna, they're gonna go out. But I want to predict too far out. Let's see what they do in the return look, yeah, like, and then we can exactly. discuss again because I, I think this team, I don't know if they have that DNA, and I think the problem is the coach. Uh, it starts at the top, man. It starts at yeah. the top. So jumping in, let's get to the next disappointing, uh, I guess, results of this weekend. We <sighs> talked about Bayern losing to some minnows, but uh, let's switch it over to the uh, Serie A. Uh, let's see what's hmm, looking at these scores. Oh, Monza, Monza four, Milan two. Yeah. Four. So I. I I'm gonna be okay. First of all, we 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 have a huge gap. Where behind behind us, <laughs> down the table. Okay, that's that's not something to be bragging. We, we do have a huge gap up top. So what too. I'm hearing is you uh, guys you guys you, you're playing with house money as well. I will say this, money. Before this weekend, I was I was I had like a fifty percent chance of us winning it, honestly. And I know it sounds crazy. I'm saying this, but but Monza? after this weekend against Monza? No, no, winning the, the Serie A. Oh, oh this, okay, okay. I figured I, I thought that Inter Milan would drop points. They would have eventually some issues and, and, and lose their minds. But Inter are up eleven points with the game in hand. So if they live let's say they even win it. Let's even say they lose it. Right? They lose that game in hand. It's still eleven points. And we are uh just less than what, fifteen games 52. away or something? Yep, 52 points. Well, no, I'm saying like 50, like how many games left, basically. Like I, I don't know if they can drop that many points in in the rest of the of the unless something crazy happens. Like maybe they have their first team 
gets injured, which you know I obviously don't want to wish injury on on any team. But that said, I think Milan is doing well. I, I you know I know you know we we lost this game. You know the the context here is you know obviously we were down uh, uh, 2-0 um, first half. Um, I thought we could come back. Oh, but also like most of our team was changed because the, for some reason our coach thought that he he needs rest players. Um, which I thought was weird at first. Rafael Leal didn't play, Giroud didn't play, uh, Pulisic didn't play. So, I mean, these are the, our main people, right? I think we basically underestimated them. And frankly, so, like, Monza has been horrible this, this season, especially. So, it, it's unfortunate. Um, I just think that hopefully this will be a, le- uh, a lesson learned for our coach. I think he's done this before in the past, and it was the same type of results where he did, like, you know, we lost the game. So, it's a little surprising that he... He went this way, but at the same time, we need to also the the second team has to be able to play well. They have to be able to play. Like, why do we buy them if they can't win us games, right? So like, uh, it also came down to individual mistakes. You know, I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just saying, you know, we were beaten rightfully, and I think it was just a, a mixture of individual mistakes, coaching the coach making uh, too many changes. Um, you know, and, and so you know. I think we're fine. We'll, we'll get into Champions League. I still don't know what the new format means, if I'm being honest. I don't understand what that means in terms of pots. I need to read up on all that stuff. But all I care about is having a favorable, favorable pot so that we can go find the Champions League and make some money. Um, I get I get that. And I don't want to burst your bubble. I love, I love the optimism. But I'm looking at the table. Milan is currently sitting in third place with 52 points. Fourth place is Atalanta with 45. You guys play Atalanta in two weeks. Yeah, so we gotta beat them. We gotta. So that's them. that's gonna be big because if we you guys, we can beat them. We can beat them. I I, right. I have no like they are on fire now, but we can beat them. I think if our first eleven plays, then you know we are a better team. Um, it's just hope. I mean, just keep in mind, by the way, our defense is like depleted. Uh, like. Our defenders are just now coming back from injury. Tomori is still out. Like it, it's been a horrible season in terms of injuries. But Chelsea has also had a horrible season. A horrible season. So wow. I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> uh, All right, man. Well, let's go speaking on. Speaking about. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Speaking of uh, of 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 horrible seasons, let's talk about a close contender of yours, Napoli. They are not. Nope. A, sorry, I'm sorry. What did you say? They are not a contender. They are just a another team. Wow. And, if I recall, Bori, they beat they've beaten you guys and they've been they've ended ahead of you guys in the last, table last the season, last two or three seasons. I don't well, think they beat us last season. Um, maybe two seasons ago, yes, they did. But hey, here's what I will say. This has been so. So the news here is Napoli has changed a coach again. Surprise, surprise. Like, this is the most ridiculous title defense I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I actually did some research, though, to see what was the worst. And, and I'm going to ask you the question uh, later on. But let me just finish my rant. So, all right. Napoli hired Rudy. Gar- well, first of all, Napoli got rid of Spalletti, not because they got rid of him, but because there was a whole thing with, between Spalletti and the president of um, De Laurentiis and the president of Napoli, where he, basically De Laurentiis did not respect Spalletti and didn't want to give him a favorable 
contract, Liverpool renewal contract, like it right. was a whole thing. Let him go. Spelosi is now the coach of Italy. Okay, this guy thought it was a genius. Went on to hire Rudy Garcia. You know, he's done okay with average teams. You know, whatever. Didn't that did not work out? There was a fight. Actually, there was a fight between them. There's a whole interview with the Laurentiis that he talked about this whole thing. I'm um, shocked. Where, I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. I know. He's he's a controversial character, but he then he then fired him after that. Hired Walter Mazzari, which was I knew I knew when that when that was made I knew that that was going to be a disaster. I mean, see, Walter Mazzari peaked ten years ago or something like that. That's it. That is it. That he was done. He he tried many stints in like Torino, all these random clubs, and he failed. And I don't know why the team that won the Serie A last season will do something like that, right? When you have Antonio Conte, Zidane. I know these coaches may have said no, but you you do whatever it takes to get them to to defend your title. And now they've sacked him. Surprise, surprise, because they're currently 11th on the table. So. It turns out that they are not the worst title of defense. I, I I don't I mean we still don't know where they're gonna end up. Uh, so they've hired this guy called Kaltona. I've I've never heard of this guy before, so we'll see what happens. But Manny, I'm gonna ask you this question. Do you know what team has the worst title defense in the top five leagues in Europe? As far as like are you asking me what team was had won it uh one year and yeah, then yeah, one after year, they did then, like the worst? Yep. They did like the worst. Maybe let, we can even say based on points, like maybe they got, you know, 90, you know, 86 points in one season and then they got 15 in, in the next season. All right. The way that you asked that question. Yes. The way that you yeah. asked. You already guess, know. It was, it was Chelsea. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the Chelsea. season. I'm going to tell you the season. It was the season right after Antonio Conte left. Uh, 20- oh, no, actually. No, no, no. It was. This, was wait. it Chelsea, though? It was yeah, also, it's right? Chelsea. It is Chelsea. I right. wouldn't be asking this question. If it I knew Chelsea. it was okay. Wow. So I knew it was Chelsea, but was it um, was it after uh Conte left or was it after Mourinho? Uh, it's Mourinho. Well, okay. it was Mourinho. Mk two third season. Mk two. Yeah. I knew yeah. it. So 14, you're talking 20. about 20, 2014, 2015? Yeah. 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 I know my I know hey. my history. Listen, for those of you that say Chelsea ain't got no history, that's that's history right there. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Hey, that's history. Hey, you know what? I respect Listen. that. I respect that. All right. We I own it. That that's history. What we you know, whatever you say, that's history. I like it. But anyways, that that's the the whole deal. Let let let's move on. You know, we you know, all see, we don't make up these segues to the next topics. It just happens to be that we're talking about these clubs. That's, but anyways, let's let's next topic is. City and Chelsea, okay. I All okay, right, for one, I, speaking I of history, right let's now. go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm gonna be serious right now. I thought this was gonna be a trash, and I thought this was gonna be like a 5 0 city will kill Chelsea, but then maybe it's Chelsea just playing better or City playing worse. I don't know where it is, but this is shaking up the EPL, and I don't know how to think because I've not seen this in a while in the EPL where there's like this back and forth in a while when I say in a while maybe in the last you know two three years what a game I mean I mean so so what what does this mean obviously not for Chelsea but what does this mean for the top three right now wow. the, the shade the slide shade hey, come I on I gotta man. call 
let, let us have this moment. Let us have this moment. This is history making right here. You know why? Because we just changed the course of the Premier League champion for the 2020, the A, 2023, 2024. I, I, respect, bro. I respect it. Thank you. <laughs> Look, listen, I'll be honest with you. I agree. I thought we were going to get destroyed. And you know why? Because this season, all season long, Chelsea's problem has been consistency or inconsistency, I guess you can say, is we put on these performances against the top six clubs. Did you know that um, we've drawn with Liverpool? We've drawn with Arsenal. We've drawn with uh, Manchester City. Like, we've drawn with the big teams. But did you also know that we've lost more points against the bottom half teams than we have the top half teams? Now, I don't know what, like, if it's just a scheduling or just lack of, like, things just line up, you know, like injuries and, you know, everything that's going on. But our problem is we can't put good performances together, right? Like, we can't string a set of good performances. So we just went from destroying Aston Villa. Like, we literally played them out the park, like, right before and then where we struggle against crystal palace and we barely beat them right and so yep. now you're saying all right well they could barely beat crystal palace so what's going to happen against the former champions right absolute traction, so, right exactly i you know what i'm honest i'll be honest with you i i thought playing it away in manchester is never easy especially against them but the fact that they also have two games, they had two games in hand, you know, like, and the results that had happened before. So Liverpool and Arsenal both, like, tra- like they thrashed both of their right. competitions, right? So they made a statement, right? So mm-hmm. now City's obligated to go out there and perform. And at this point, I'm like, oh, gosh, they just put five. Each team, Arsenal, mm-hmm. Liverpool put five. Um, City's going to put, like, ten on us. Like, I, that's how I felt. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, you know, because, like, let's be honest, right? Like, they're more motivated, right? They're going out there. (laughs) But I don't know what happened. I don't know what it is about this Chelsea team. It's like they have the ability to either play up to their competition or play down to their competition. And it it drives me insane because you can see we have the player power. We have a semblance. Like, Pochettino is actually instilled – a type of football you can actually see there is some logic to the way that the players are playing right like there's a system and that's Mm -hmm. something that in Chelsea we haven't seen with like the likes of Potter you know Tuchel like I said was hard-headed he kept things like one way and every single time it didn't matter the opposition it was like you play like this right and it's refreshing because in a way you kind of see things are starting to fall into place but the but at the same time you can't get too ahead of yourself because you look at these players and they're all super young, like super inexperienced. And then you know that's a that's a maturity thing that you have to grow together as a team, right? Like this is also something that the coach and everybody has to kind of like like instill in you, right? So I think our problem, our biggest problem, is time, and that's the one thing that no team has, right? Like we can't just stop and say great. Let's take like two more weeks to like um, build upon this performance. You know, like it doesn't work that way, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that we actually went toe to toe, I will say this: that was probably top three. Not because I'm a Chelsea fan, but this season, top three 
game uh, this season for Premier League, like for sure. Like it was just th- there was no sitting back. Like each team went out, like try to win it. Like you know, it it was really good football, which is crazy to say with Chelsea in the in the sentence, right? And mm-hmm. I think, I think actually, I think it's good for the Premier League because it makes the um, the the actual league that much more interesting. Because I have a theory, and my theory is if Manchester City had destroyed us or beaten us, whatever, whether it be one zero or ten zero, that's now they're at fifty five points, right? And then they have one more game in hand, and then they win. I think that once City gets out in front. That's it. Like, I think it would have been over. I think it would have been over because you think about what City's gone through this season. They were actually been playing half the season without their best player Mm -hmm. in KDB. Like, everybody's always... I I mean, and and not to take away from... Yeah, yeah, and and that's exactly. And not to take away from the achievements of, like, Liverpool playing without Salah while he was uh, away at AFCON or... Arsenal, you know, uh, the fact that they've stayed up there and competed like for first and second position, but Manchester City without Holland and without KDP for an extended period of time, you know, come on, yeah, you know, like they're just, like arguably yeah, their two best players, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're now just starting to get back into form, and you saw Holland's not in form. He had a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes in that it's, game. In Chelsea, and, I mean, he could have. Two headers that he could have honestly, if he buried that, that obviously would have been led to the five zero or or some crazy scoreline with Chelsea. Exactly. Um, So I think like here's the thing, City is like that team that they're like a they're they're like a team that uh, like a Real Madrid, right? Like once they get out and ahead, like there's no looking back. Like as soon as you as soon as you let them in first, that's it, you're done. And it's but I think this helps out the league because it keeps everything. Well, super close, super interesting. So, so the scary thing though is, and I know. So the the question I was gonna just give you. Yes, Bori, we're you. gonna win the league. After this performance, we're winning the league. You. <laughs> yes, I believe. Well, no, actually, no. But on a serious note, though, like City's next three games are not are not easy. I mean, they're not. okay, yeah, they play Brentford. They they can. I would assume that they would go past Brentford. Um, but you know, if Tony is on fire, and but happen. then they have uh, um, Arsenal, the Manchester. De- well, no, they have the the Manchester Derby. Oh, that's uh, right, right before. Against, yep. Yeah, against. Uh, well, uh, well, they have Bournemouth before that, but then they have Manchester Derby. Then they have Liverpool after that, and so we're talking about like the next four games are. <sighs> two of them should be easy, but like they are like title deciding. Sort of stretch games yep. essentially, and and that that to your point of saying like if if City were somehow able to win all four games, then yes, they are going to be no doubt the winner, regardless of if De Bruyne gets injured again, doesn't matter, they're going to be. But with the way Liverpool are playing now with the resurgence, uh, the way Manchester United are playing it now with Hoyland on fire, I don't know how. They're gonna get past that. I don't well, know. You know, you they, they have the 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 you know the Champions League on their side right now, so they can sort of wait. You know, maybe that will be on their side. Um, but it's just gonna be a tricky stretch of games. 
I think it's going to be tricky, but I think it can be done because in true Manchester City fashion and luck, if you want to call it that, any time that they get out of the group stages in the Champions League and they get to the round of like, you know, right before the quarters and, and they always draw like the easiest teams, like one of the weakest teams, like historically, right? Let's let's be honest. Who are they playing this? Copenhagen? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Who did they play? Like, Maybe they're more like... Or something. Yeah, something. Exactly. So like I think they, they're, they're through that. Somehow, some way, they always get lucky and they draw like one of the weaker teams, right? If not the weakest team. And and if you don't believe me, you can just go back and look at the previous seasons. You're like, yeah, you yeah. I, I I hear you. I like I I've noticed that too. I I mean, again, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here, but <laughs> I honestly think it's it's luck. But maybe maybe there's something more to it. Um, maybe but, maybe something let, green has to do with it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can say that that was a mistake. Um, so so just real quick talking about La Liga, I, I see you know Real Madrid drew with a rival Vallecano. Unfortunately, Girona decided to, decided to lose today against Athletic Bilbao. So now the gap up top now is uh, six points. <sighs> I just feel like it's done. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's done. Even yeah. with the no centre-backs that they're... I mean, when I say no centre-backs, I truly mean no centre-backs because you can't tell me that uh, no Alaba, no, no Militao, and you're playing Chiro Mane uh, and Cavajal, those are no centre-backs. Uh, Rudiger is, you know... I is Rudiger still? Is it just injured? Like I, I think Rudiger's maybe been injured, but I don't know what's going on. Anyways, my point is, obviously there's a crisis there. I think where that affects them though will be in the Champions League, but maybe I'm I'm wrong. And I think they may have an early exit. You know, don't don't at me, uh, Madrid fanboys. But um, I think they've wrapped up La Liga. I think I mean Girona. You know. Even though they played exquisite football, I don't see how they they catch up those six points. Sadly, I I agree, but I think I'm still holding on a sliver of hope that this injury crisis that Madrid is going through will lead to some surprising uh, results in Girona's favor. But I but I agree. I think Real Madrid, like City, are one of those teams that like once they're out in front it's so difficult for, you know, for them to drop points. And and somehow as well, I don't know if it's just luck, with Real Madrid, I've noticed in every season, it seems like when they drop points and others around them that are contenders, like second or third place that can close the gap, they also drop points. Like, I, I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it's absolutely insane to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but... Having said that, you're right. I think that um, having players playing out of position is going to come um, into play once they get to the next round. I think that in this round of the Champions League, I mean, I don't know if you saw the first game that they played against uh, uh, RBL, but Mm -hmm. they actually, I feel like they got lucky. There was there was a goal that was taken away um, early on. I think it it was like a Sesco goal, like in the first, uh, what was it, like 10 minutes of the game that could have changed the entire trajectory of that game, Mm -hmm. you know? 
and they they certainly didn't look like themselves Real Madrid. It took them a little bit to kind of get going in that game. But again, that's I think always it, been them though. To be fair, that's true. they look like they are this team that you could just kick and it's the immovable chances. That's right. It's it's yeah. it's it's like the juggernaut that once it gets going, like you yeah. gotta stop it early. If you don't, then you don't, that, yeah, that's it. Exactly. 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 So I will say this, though. I do feel like this was probably, with all the injuries going on, you're right. I think this could be, if there was ever a season where you count Real Madrid not making it to, like, a semis or a final, it would be this season on that alone because I think that they're definitely shorthanded uh, for sure. Like, it'll come down to, like, when those players, they get those players back. But if... Again, if they already feel like they got La Liga wrapped up, they could just focus on Champions League. They could just, they have six points. They're six points ahead. They could, uh, you know, um, rotate to keep uh, whoever the starters are fresh for, uh, you know, the next round of the of the Champions League. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I do think, I mean, looking at this, the the schedule of both Juran and Remagid, Remagid have a slightly harder schedule. Um but you know, you never know. Maybe during like the problem is Girona. Will Girona, Girona win all the games from here on out? I I can't say yes. I think they are in a sort of rough patch right now. The last two games they've lost, I believe. Um, so, anyways, let's move on to you know. Again, we don't make up this segue. It just always happens that we have the next topic just sort of links somehow. Um, and the last topic is just Mbappe. And we're going to keep this short because, you know, we've heard, everyone's heard the news. Listen, Moy is, is, is going to sign with, with Real Madrid. Listen, when you are short on center backs, what do you do? You buy an attacker. <laughs> that's what you do, right? That's that's what happens, all right? Like, yeah. listen, listen, we don't, we don't, who cares if they score on us as long as we score? You win games if you score more, by yeah. scoring goals. Exactly, right? Like, yeah, exactly. So that's from the front. Exactly. So it starts from the front. Like I said, it starts from the top, starts from the front. Same thing, right? So Real Madrid is looking at this, you know, six, like three, like one formation or six, three, two, whatever, you know, like, Like hey, yeah, exactly. Like, why why don't we need like defenders when we can get more attackers, right? Just need two defenders just to be there, just to scare people away. And then exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I actually, so, so just, I mean, we've seen this picture before. We've and, seen this movie. We've seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's real this time, but we don't anticipate any surprises, right? Listen, I will say you never say never, especially in football. We've seen a lot. We've seen a lot of things happen. You know where you never thought a player was going to be wearing a, a different color jersey or play for another team or whatever the case may be. So I feel like I've always made fun for, for the sake of keeping like making fun of those Real Madrid fanboys. I want Mbappe to deny them one more time. I know it would be no, so much or, fun. You know, like, no, it would be so much fun. But I think, I think something tells me that this time it might be for real. I something think tells me because, you know, first, second time, like, come on, you know, like, third yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and the fact that, like, PSG um, has arguably gotten worse, right? Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, they're 
yes, they still p- compete in the Champions League, but like they don't have. They, they got like, there by they, luck. By the way. I mean, they they you know they they got there because we were loafing. They shouldn't have gotten at that group. PSG, the Champions League. Yeah. Hey, hey, I. I'm just. You know I'm just I'll, I'll actually agree with you because. Remember Newcastle Luis, beat them. Luis, Luis Enrique is not. Luis Enrique is not. That team is not built for a Luis Enrique type of. Um, yeah. Uh, of style, right? And and that that can only get you so far. And I think also Mbappe is not built for the Luis Enrique type of style of football where you just pass, 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 right? Like the way he's that Re- he's direct. Yeah. Real Madrid is built for someone like that and you can actually see because like let, let's be honest like jose lu you know like no, no, no. That, that was just a, a stop gap in the, I, I, in exactly the but if you get like a vinny that goes down if you get a rodrigo that goes down that you know chuo many is already in the back on a right. center back you can't you know you can't I was gonna say, don't 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 downplay my boy brian diaz okay don't downplay my boy he he shows up when he wants to show up. Listen, like no one can tell him when to show he's, up. He's he's playing like right back right now. Okay, so or <laughs> I don't even know what he's playing right now. But the point is, I think that if, like Real Madrid is going to pull out as as if they haven't before. But I think they're gonna go the extra mile to convince Mbappe that this is the time because you have the uncertainty that Ancelotti may or may not go right, but you also have the fact that you have huge like big name players that may be departing as well i'm talking about your luca modric uh your, so there's gone. been there's been gone. talks yeah. there's been talks about like tony Kroos, like the players that are that are older but have been like kind of the core of the team right you know yeah and and now you have kind of maybe like ushering in a new era with the young players that you have yeah. right and a good majority That's of the players already on real madrid are french nationals anyways mm-hmm. you know kamavinga too many Mbappe, like they, they all know each other from like you know the national team as well. So, um, you know, you know, Papa Perez is looking at his chops. He's like, hey, listen, like this is a great time to kind of market it in, bring in like that new, uh, you know, make these moves to bring in that new era, so to speak, of players. Maybe even possibly a coach. I'm not saying you know Ancelotti is going to leave, but if well, leaves, yeah. Hey, I listen, mean, he, he I did hear that. I hear there's a though. good coach in the Bundesliga who's in first place right now, who uh, who played for yeah. for them. He'll be fired on the first day. Trust me, he'll be fired on the first day. But I, I think, in all seriousness, I, I think we we made fun of them so much. Um, this is this is I, I feel like this is gonna be the block. Yeah. It's. I feel like it. Yeah. Well, we'll now, see. It may not. It may not happen right away. It may be one of those things that absolutely comes down to like this. You know, it'll be like the mega transfer of like saga, and it'll come down to you know the very last day or something like that because we all know uh, Real Madrid is 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 theatrics, right? And it sells. And Perez is no stranger to that. So. I foresee that even if they get it done, they're going to keep it under wraps. They're going to keep it on the hush-hush. And then they're going to do this enormous... If you thought, you know, the unveiling... It's a parade. Exactly. Yeah, it's a parade. (sighs) Well, thanks, Manny, for for, uh, a a great time. Um, This was fun. Uh, And thank you all for listening. Uh, We are on Spotify, Apple, and 
Google Podcast. We hope to see you next time. Talk to you later.